you've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted, minds are blown, and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leah's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. Welcome, everyone, and welcome Gil Yadidya, who is joining us today as our spiritual mysticism teacher. And he's going to share with us some of his experiences that have been paranormal, mystical, galactic, or extraordinary. But first, let's find out who we're talking to. So, Gil, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Leah. First of all, thank you for having me here. It's an honor. So, my name is Gil, Gil Didia, and I was born and raised in Israel. And I have moved to the United States some 30 some years ago. And that's where I started to step on my spiritual path consciously. Uh, I started with um, martial arts, Kung Fu. I went into Qigong and yoga and started to study uh, a variety of modalities uh, from hands-on healing, deep tissue into auric healing uh, and energetic healing. Um, and I have summoned together a holistic art that I've created after a few years of studying uh, that I was using as a tool to work with people uh, to help in healing and counseling. I've done hands-on healing and I've taught moving meditation and meditation mm -hmm. uh, and uh, with, a, with a beautiful and great success. And something was missing for me. So I knew that I have to go deeper. I left New York and I moved into Washington States and I went into the woods and went into a deeper and more esoteric studies and ultimately uh, just left everything. I was not satisfied after many, many years of practice and study. And... Uh, until I had an experience that began my true awakening. That mm -hmm. was some um, 13 years ago. So, and since was then, that your first experience? No, I had many, many very, very profound spiritual experiences before, like uh, out of body travelings in the astral and etheric realms, uh, some miraculous healings. Uh, altered states of mind and consciousness, dimensional experiences, and so on. But nothing that comes even close to that experience that I've had, which I call the big breakthrough. That was my big breakthrough experience. This is when I began to find what I was really looking for. And so there is my life up to that experience, and there is my life from that experience. Okay. Okay. So let's pause there just for a moment. So 
the very first experience that you had that opened you up to the possibility that there was more was what? Let's see, there were so many, but I will take one uh, that is very significant. Uh, it was nearly three decades ago. I was uh, traveling from New York to Pennsylvania to a seminar, a gathering of holistic practitioners and teachers. Uh, and we were presenting our methods and systems there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was one of these mornings where I got up really early and it was right on the, on the bottom of a beautiful wooden mountain, a forest mountain. And I went out of that facility and started to climb up the mountain and it was very foggy and it was very weird because I felt like some force is just guiding me to do that. It was not really a conscious decision that I made to get up and do that. I was just getting up and something really just pushed me very gently yet firmly to do that. And I was climbing up into the forest and up the mountain until I got to a spot where I felt, hmm, that's a good place. And I sat and leaned on a tree right in the middle of the forest by myself and meditated. And as I was meditating, I went deeper and deeper into the meditation. And suddenly I felt many, many entities coming into my presence. And I did not see anyone, but I felt, and it was a feeling that was so vivid I heard voices whispering and I found myself in the midst of a gathering. And that was the feeling that there is a gathering here right now. And that me coming and doing this meditation was actually an invitation into that gathering. And, and, and suddenly I felt that there was some kind of a setup in this whole experience and I felt this information flowing through and I felt really a tremendous amount of consciousnesses and energies gathering and communicating and there was a brightening of the field and I felt so light the frequency was rising and I was buzzing and the information that was communicated, most of it went underneath the radar of my conscious mind, but I felt it very strongly and I allowed it. I didn't try to figure out what's it, but I knew that it is in divine order. I just allowed, I took it in. And I also felt that I was participating in that, communicating, but I didn't even understand at the time what I was communicating even. And then it was done and I got up and I started to go down back to the morning session that I knew was about to happen. I didn't know how long passed. And I felt very light. I felt as if I am just floating down the mountain. Out from the forest, just 
about to cross the road into the facility, I saw an entity standing right at the door. And it was a woman. And I did not recognize her, not as someone who was participating in the seminar, in the gathering, but I did recognize her spirit. And it was huge. Her field, her presence was very large and uh, very magnetic. And I was fixated on her and she was looking right at me. And I walked towards her and she was actually physically a pretty tiny woman in her 60s. But she looked much younger. And I, but I knew she was in her 60s and she looked in her 30s. She had a short hair. And I immediately recognized that she was indigenous. And I said, hi. And she said, hi. And she said, well, how was the gathering? And he said, how do you know? And she said, I was waiting for you. I said, okay, uh, do I know you? Or she said, you do, but you don't remember. But that's okay, it's not important. What's important is that I have something for you. I'm just here to pass it on to you. I said, okay, what is it? And she took out, it was on her neck. She took out that necklace that was on her neck and at the end was hanging a wolf carved out of a, um, a, a white, like a, like a tooth or something. And it felt very ancient, very strong. And she took it and she said, I'm here to give this to you. Now that belongs to you. And I said, what is it? She said, this is passed on in generations through generations in my tribe. But now it's time for you to have it. I said, why? And she said, because it will help you. you and I said, what is it? And she said, this is the wolf. And it is a guide. It shows the way. I said, okay, why am I getting it? And she said, because you are going to be a guide and you're going to show the way to a lot of people. And that will help you. And she put it on my head, on my neck. And she hugged me and she said, thank you and left. And I haven't seen her since then. It was nearly three decades ago. That's amazing. Do you still have the necklace? I do. I don't have the necklace itself, mm -hmm. but I do have the wolf. Oh, wow. It, it's always with me. Mm. So how did that change your trajectory after that experience? First of all, it was unconscious. At the time, I didn't know how it did. I didn't even know that it did. I just felt a sense of upliftment and lightness of being that I've never experienced before. And I felt a sense of belonging, belonging to something much greater than what I've ever felt. And it made me feel 
a sense of purpose and mission, but I didn't know how it's going to come about. If it was just my own imagination, was I dreaming this? It was a dimensional experience. It was very vague and I was somewhat confused because then my ego mind, of course, got in and started to tell all kinds of stories and, oh, it's probably this and this and that. And, but today, um, I have much more clarity about that. That's, Little did I know at the time. Yes, but that's fantastic that you share what you share because it's it's very similar to some of the other stories that I hear where there's this whole kind of interdimensional experience that happens. And then at the end of it or sometime during it, they give you a physical something so that you have that anchor in this dimension. So you can't completely say, well, nothing happened, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Today, I have no doubt in the reality of what happened. And I knew that I was visited with the family. And that's why I always say that this is all a part of an overarching family project. Mm. And that was the gathering, that was the council that uh, gave me the approval and the boost at the time to continue on the path. Mm, that's beautiful. So you mentioned you've had several different experiences after that, but then there was the breakthrough. Yes. So would you like to share that experience? Of course. If you would like me to, of course, I would share. Yes, please. It, um, I'm sure our listeners are, are excited to hear it now that I've reined them back a little to hear your first story. <laughs> so I have been, again, practicing and studying and meditating and focusing. Um, and of course, my goal was to become spiritually enlightened and ultimately to ascend because I believed in those terms. Uh, that was my spiritual fantasy, if you will. And uh, I was intoxicated by it. But in everything that I've done, with all due respect and wonderful things I've learned, and I've been through wonderful teachers and wonderful methods, and studied from very esoteric to exoteric and ancient to the most uh, recent and in new age, but I was not satisfied. And I knew that something was missing. And it was that one moment in the woods where I was growing with my beloved son and wife, which is also my partner to work. And I've reached a point of, of exhaustion with all of that. I was somewhat disappointed uh, I felt that I'm not satisfied. I felt that I've been working and studying many, many, many years, and it was true. And I was not satisfied with the results. And um, I was disheartened, tired and exhausted. I threw the book that I was reading at that point. I said, I don't want to practice anymore. I do not want to meditate. I don't want to learn anything. I don't want to hear about spirituality. 
I'm done. I'm done. I just want to be left alone. And I just want to be. And spirit organized, of course, the same evening, my beloved wife and my son left the house and went on an adventure. And the house was for me by myself in the woods. Okay, so wait, you're saying this happened like within 24 hours of you pronouncing you were done? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure I got that timing right. <laughs> yes. I got up in the morning and I felt, oh, I'm not going to meditate this morning. I don't feel like it. Uh, I just feel that uh, it's not It's not serving in the capacity that I expected from it to serve my life. And the results are not satisfying to me. Uh, with all of that, there is a big, big hole in me that is not fulfilled. And um, I'm done. I'm just not going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I'm, I'm done with that. Because mm -hmm. obviously it doesn't work. It didn't work for me. That was the feeling at that morning. It was a culminating moment. And um, that night I was by myself. And I just laid down in exhaustion on the carpet at the house. And then it happened. <laughs> and what was that? <laughs> <clears throat> I found myself gone. I disappeared. I became nobody. And I knew that I am completely out of this world. And there was a presence. And I was there, but my body was not there and nobody was there. But I was present, I was aware, and I felt completely free. Mm. Yet, nobody around, not even my own. And I heard my body somewhere underneath, panicking, it's really panicking. And I, my instinct was to come back to my body. But then I heard this voice and this voice was speaking to me, not in words. It was like a stream of vibrational frequencies. And I was translating it into words, of course. And what this voice told me says, why don't you stay? Why don't you tell your body to relax, to breathe, and that it is okay, that you will return. But you've worked very hard for this moment. Why don't you stay so we can be here together? And I immediately did just that. And that's when I realized that I was communicating with my beloved source, which was my ultimate focus at the time. I had a list of 
affirmations that I did and I, it was a part of my practice and it was a big list of what I want to become and what I want to manifest and what I want to create and so on and so forth. What do I want to achieve with my spiritual practice? All of the items went down, but one is that I want to have a direct relationship with God with no mediators in between. Mm-hmm. personal, intimate. That was my one focus. And for many, many months, that was my mantra. And that's exactly what I've accessed in that moment. And I knew that I was in the presence of my beloved source, mm-hmm. communicating directly. And we have been communicating there in that moment for a while together me and my beloved source. And I did not remember what has been said there, but I knew that my inside remembers. And I knew that I found what I was looking for. Mm. And when I came back to my body, it was as if I was rising from a deep ocean. And I took a deep breath and my body, as if my body needed me to come back and to take that full breath. And I looked and I was by myself in the house and I've gathered all of my might, all of my willpower. And I declared that from now on, this is my life and this is what my life is about. And that I will find a way to access this repeatedly and never lose that ever again. And in that moment, I've let go of everything and I've anchored myself in that experience. And indeed, since then, on a regular basis, every day, I spent more hours in the day in that communication, accessing that state of consciousness in which I started to call my play dates with my beloved source. And I was doing those play dates with my beloved source. And that went for nine months. And it was escalating. It was culminating. And I felt that my frequency is rising through that experience. And after nine months, there was this moment where I was sitting on a chair in my deck in front of my forest, where we lived in the dark at night. And suddenly an eye opened up right in front of me, pretty much 15 to 20 feet in front of me. And the eye was clear and transparent. And it was the size of pretty much five to six to 10 feet in diameter. And it was in between the trees and there were transparent bands moving from that eye into my heart in a toroid manner. And I was picked up by this being. And for two weeks, it was dancing with me this way. And we were looking into each other. I was looking into the eye and that's when I realized that I am meeting with my own real self with my soul. 
was my source that brought me to my soul, as it was my soul that brought me to my source. For there is none other, there is no separation. And I've experienced for two weeks on a sensory and vibrational level what it is to be a soulful human. That became my focus. But then after two weeks, I asked the question because I felt my body is being overwhelmed because the frequency was so high. And I started to feel and ask how much more my body can take. And that's when it started to relax, to calm. It was not gone, but it came to a point of which it brought me back to my humanity. Now, I will stop here because I can go on and on and on with that. There is a lot to that story and to that experience. And until today, it's been my new life and my revolution and my transformation and my So how long did that, how long ago did that happen, that two-week experience? What do you mean how long did it happen? No, how long ago did it happen? Ah, that was some 13 years ago. Okay. And so during that two weeks, were you eating? Were you sleeping? Or were you just in this? I was eating. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was eating, yes. Not sleeping much, no. I did not feel my feet on the ground. I was floating above the ground. I was in absolute ecstasy. Mm. And I definitely was not functioning in this world. I was going to ask, were you interacting with other people? Were you working? Were you, you know, driving? Or was it very much an immersive experience? I was interacting only with my beloved wife and with my beloved son, which were the only witnesses. And I was not driving at the time and not working. No. I was just immersed and entranced in that experience. Mm. And then after that, I brought back to my humanity. And what changed after that? Besides besides everything, right? (laughs) (laughs) Everything transformed from that there on. I, first of all, it uh, it was a big shock for me to come back because I believed in ascension Mm. and I've experienced ascension and I believe that this is what's happening, that I'm done, that I'm ascending. Mm. Um, But that was not the case because that's not the focus. That was not what my sovereign soul came here for. And so I had to go through a whole self-educational process with that experience as I'm going through those play dates with the beloved, as they call it, it was a, a, I started a whole new adventure of self-learning and self-education, which started to tear down and dissolve all of my old fantasies and belief systems about spirituality, about spiritual enlightenment, about what it is to be a spiritual person, 
And what is it that spirit actually really is planning and is willing to occur here within the human? Because now I was learning instead of from uh, other teachers or other books or seminars or methods, I was learning from spirit directly within myself. And that shifted everything for me. Because now I was self-sufficient in my learning because I found access to spirit directly from within. And I realized that this is my mission. That's when my mission became clearer and clearer to me. And I realized that I'm starting to create a new medium of communication in which it is my mission to bring into this world and to share with my human family. And I must tell you that for a while, all I could do is weep. Mm. I couldn't do anything but weep. Mm. And I weeped and weeped and weeped because I asked, because it seemed impossible mission for me. So I, I didn't even know where to start. I didn't know, I thought that no one will believe me. And I thought that I, I wouldn't know even how to communicate with people anymore. And that was a part of my new learning adventure, mm. how to translate those inner communications with the beloved, with spirit force, with the source, with my sovereign soul into languages of this world. So I can make it intelligible for the human mind and to also pass it on and guide individuals into that partnership, into that relationship, into that breakthrough, into that access point. That's so beautiful how you describe that because I, I have experienced uh, something similar in that I have this knowing from what I've learned from myself and my own connection to source. And then how do you articulate something that's so complex and rich and interwoven and expansive in a language that's so limited? That is a skill all its own. Right? Yes. I'm still yeah. learning it. I have not mastered that yet. <laughs> Nor did I. I am in the making. I'm in the making, but I'm definitely since then developing that skill and refining it. One of the skills. <laughs> there are many skills that comes together into that expression. Yes. And the times I have heard you share, you know, your wisdom and your knowledge it's very articulate and it's very clear. And I feel that it lands really well for others, which is part of why I wanted to invite you to share with my listeners your stories so that they could hear, you know, what may be in store for them or what they may already be experiencing themselves. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So are there any other pivotal stories that you feel would be of benefit to my listeners to hear? Yes. 
I, again, due to my ignorance as I was going through this process, because I began my real awakening in that process. And the first thing I realized is how ignorant I am because I had so many fantasies. I had so many thoughts and uh, beliefs about spirituality and how it should look, how it should be. Uh, but it was all within the, within the context of my ego mind and personality, of course, as a human. And yes, I had intuition and yes, I had genuine spiritual experiences, but these were glimpses. These were not even coming close to that experience, uh, which from that was the real revolution and transformation that I've been going through and still am going through. And I still feel a beginner as I go through this because it is enormous. It it's an unfolding process, right? Yes. It's an ever unfolding it's process. Unfolding and unfolding. It is, there is always a new level, a deeper level, a higher level, a wider level. Because you are interacting with your own true ever-expanding consciousness. And as a human... You know, when you're accustomed to human processing, it is truly, um, in a way, par paradoxical. Because as a human, you process the information and the experience within separation. That's very important to understand. And so for me, I felt that this is where it's at. I have the experience. I found access. I've refined it. And now I can repeat this access on a regular basis, and it was intoxicating. And so I spend more time in this world, yeah, in this experience than in the world. But that was not the plan for my beloved sovereign soul. So it taught me gently, but firmly, that we have something to complete here. We are not ascending right now as individual. No, in fact, we're fully descending so we can become incarnate fully. That means we're not here to ascend and leave everything behind. We're here to fully descend, fully enter, and fully fulfill our human instrument with our ocean of soul. And become realized in our human on earth. And when I realized that, it was devastating to me because I realized that I do have to deal with humanity. Mm. And I felt that I don't know how, because I felt that I'm not the same entity anymore. And I cannot relate in the old ways. And I, I did not find any um, joy anymore in coming together with people. But that was my own process. I needed to dissolve some of my ego, mind, genetic density layers, judgments, criticisms, and spiritual image, belief systems, 
of separation to allow my beloved sovereign soul to come forth, to pour in, to enter, and to fulfill my human on earth with a greater and greater capacity, which is happening as we speak. I am in that process, I am in the making. No one just becomes enlightened in one experience. It doesn't really happen. Those old stories belong to an old mythologies that become increasingly obsolete. There is a new era, and in the new era, we're going to realize what are we really here for? What are we? Who are we really? Where are we coming from? Where is it all going? All of that is going to be revealed, exposed, and discovered by humanity these days. I am just very fortunate individual that is stretching that envelope as a spiritual explorer and visionary. Um, but what I wanted here to say that I feel is extremely important is that it is not about that spiritual experience. Because I know when I tell that story, and that's why I'm not telling that story unless I'm asked. Because many people feel like, how come he has experienced that and I'm not? I want to experience it. Some might never experience it in the human because it is very intimate. It is very personal. It really depends on the individual. But this is not where the focus is. I thought it was. That's why I continued and continued. Mm. And that's why very gently and firmly my beloved sovereign soul brought me back to my humanity and said, okay, now we have a mission to accomplish. And the mission is not you accessing constantly and, and just feeling intoxicated uh, in, in this ocean of love, communicating with the beloved here. Mm -hmm. We have a mission to accomplish. I want to come to your realm. I want you to become magnetic to me as I am infinitely magnetic to you. Because mm -hmm. I, my purpose is to become fully realized in you and so that you and me are no longer you and me, but we are one, I am. We are. It is one entity. In our human on earth. Not in some pink cloud in the sky. Right. In our human on earth. This is very important to remember because it can eliminate a lot of suffering and a lot of depression. And I have been through it. It's dark night of the soul. Now, dark night of the soul is inevitable, but it doesn't have to be too long and too dark and too painful. <laughs> and if we understand and remember that, that can avoid a lot of that suffering and pain that I had to go through on my own blood and flesh. Right. Well, I've reckoned, I mean, I think there, you can go through multiple dark nights of the soul. I, I know I've, I know I can count a couple that I've gone through. <laughs> yes, indeed. This is very true. Just like you can go through many, many glimpses into great spiritual experiences and, and breakthroughs and then fall asleep again. Right. Which is <laughs> a lot of what, you know, is shared on this podcast is the experience and then how it impacted you. And sometimes it impacts you. And then years later, you forgot about it and you go, yes. how did I go back to where I was before it? If it was so 
you know, so transmutative. And it's because like you said, we fall back asleep again. Exactly. So now it's important for us to develop new ways to become innovative and creative and develop ways that will make it sustainable in our human on earth. So we can bring it to our day-to-day, moment-to-moment interaction with the world as we are in the world with humanity. And yes, we're in it, but not of it, indeed. But we're in it because we have a mission to accomplish. It's a family project. And the family project is the reunion of our sovereign souls in our human on earth. Beautiful. So this is really what you and your physical beloved are doing together in your business. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, my beloved partner, Ayelet, we're co-creating together people of the real, peopleofthereal.com, the soulful human. It's a new medium of communication. It's a new platform that is in the making and it is constantly in creation. It is an open and flexible and fluid framework that is constantly in a state of expansion. And this is where we gather all the gifts of spirit and elements and services and information and so on uh, for our family. Fantastic. So that will also be in the show notes so people can find you. And you're also going to be one of the guests who is a guide on Spiritually Architect the Future later this month, which I am the hostess of. It's happening on March 24th and 25th. It is a free live immersive, and you are going to be talking about spiritual hydration. So can you give a just maybe a little taste or a, a little summary of what you're going to be offering so people know what they're in for? Yes, spiritual rehydration became one of the codes that I have been developing through the play dates with my beloved source. Um, uh, it's like an agreement. Uh, those codes are extremely important. Uh, spiritual rehydration means that we are breaking through the loop of the ego mind, the program, which is truly... Uh, creating a spiritual dehydration in our being as humans here on earth, Uh, because it is cutting us off from that direct connection and relationship with spirit. It keeps spirit in the realms of the mind, and uh, the mind indeed is a great instrument, but spirit is much more comprehensive than just the realms of the mind. And so we're working through opening the portal, the trans-dimensional portal of the quantum heart. And through these transmissions, we shift the feeding and the fuel um, channeling, if you will. And through that drinking of spirit directly, we are uh, going through a process of spiritual rehydration. Uh, through this excess and through bringing that into our human, we're opening that portal, that channel, that bridgeway uh, through which we are 
constantly transmitting the deeper and higher vibrational frequencies of soul, of source, of spirit force. And I call that spiritual rehydration because we are emptying everything that we have learned through the program and we are refilling it with everything that we are about to learn from our spirit. This is a new learning adventure for humanity. But to learn this new information and to adapt to it, we have to also unlearn what we have learned through the program. So it is a counter-medicinal and counter-functional process. And this is the main and the central piece of the work that we're doing to help with and to guide into. That's so wonderful. And I can hardly wait to experience it. And I know that part of what you had shared you were going to do as the live exercise was a quantum heart process, I believe you called it. Yes. Yes, there are many, many exercises, many, many tools, many, many experiential practices. Let's see what spirit will have to us for us in the moment. All right. It, it will be sounds... the perfect one for sure. So I, I trust that is the case. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Gil, it has been such a pleasure to have you here with us and For my listeners, if you want to learn more about Gil and his work, please see his URL in the show notes. And if you would like to join us for Spiritually Architect the Future on March 24th and 25th, visit adventuresinmysticism.com and you will find the details and be able to register for free there. Until we meet again, when I will have yet another guest from Spiritually Architect the Future on the show. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much, Leah, for having me. It's a great honor and a pleasure. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.